This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. Yes, hello there. Welcome. This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. I'm Peter Gowers. Hope you've had a good week thus far. Let's speak now with the editor of the NT Independent, Chris Walsh. Walshy, how are you, mate? Hey, I'm good, Pete. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. I uh, finished the weekend edition with you last week thinking, well, you know, things have sort of ramped up to a crescendo. It's probably not going to get much busier for the next week or, you know, (laughs) for the next few months winding up to Christmas. Oh, no. And then I started reading the paper from Saturday thinking, oh, God, this week's going to be flat out as well. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, Friday night, we'll we'll get into that. But yeah, stuff came out Friday night, of course. And the coroner released (laughs) all of these documents, submissions. And uh, so that was my Friday night, taken up till 2 a.m., pouring Mm -hmm. over this stuff. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that more later. But um, yeah, no, it's it's been busy. And I guess... You know, with Parliament on too, we were expecting a few things and some some annual yeah. reports coming out as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's been a hectic week so far. I just didn't realise the coroner was such a fan of the podcast that she waited uh, till the split second after we finished the weekend edition to dump yeah. all the new stuff on us. Yeah, yeah, she must have. <laughs> anyway, let's look at some of the stories, Chris. Making news this week, and um, the Chief Minister is uh, being accused, maybe, of uh, misleading the public about the anti-crime laws, according to the Auditor General. What's happened here? Yeah, well, when the Auditor General says that, she's not accusing. She says, I've got proof, and and here's the proof. I've found that she's misled. Now, yeah, and I think that, like, every Territorian's like, well, yeah, we know. You know, (laughs) we've heard the lies. Uh, But it does carry more weight here when... You know, the Auditor General gets called in to investigate something that the uh, Chief Minister had allegedly misled the public, and then she finds that, yes, she did. Now, the coroner only has limited powers in terms of what she can do. Uh, Audit? The Auditor General. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, and that's that she can make recommendations and ask them to remove certain information that's been made public. Now, this is, yeah, anyway, the, it's... Um, Can she remove, like, in six-month blocks or something like that? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, the last six months, for example? Yeah. Well, look, this was back. So, what this gets to, though, is a series of Facebook posts uh, that Files ran on her uh, a Facebook page here, uh, taxpayer-funded, um, that she found misled, that the Auditor General found misled Territorians. Uh, it was a series of Facebook posts while the community was on edge following a spate of deadly stabbings. Now, you remember this back in March, and they came up with these wild and wonderful uh, bail amendment laws, as they were calling them, the Bail Amendment Act. Well, that uh, turns out these posts that they put up said that, um, look, the community is going to be safe. We know that this increase in crime, the stabbing of, of course, 20-year-old bottle shop worker Declan Laverty. The first post, uh, March 28th, um, and this is like three days after the uh, big march on Parliament where Mm. people were demanding action. So she then puts out this Facebook post with an anti-government logo on it saying that we've introduced a new presumption against bail for people charged with a violent offense involving a weapon. Now, that was one statement. The other one on the next day claimed that the recently passed legislation included, quote, a new presumption against bail for co-offenders, even if they don't possess the weapon themselves. 
adding that a quote applies to adult and youth offenders. So Crisp found, Julie Crisp, the Auditor General, found that the wording of both posts, quote, does not clearly reference the definition of a prohibited weapon or controlled weapon as specified in the Act. She concluded that that omission of the reference to the definition may lead a reader of the public information interpreting the weapon more broadly than the legislation intends. Now, you remember when Files was ridiculed in Parliament for this, and this is where they came in and they yep. said, we're strengthening our, you're not going to get the presumption against bail, you know, will be based on anyone who uses these weapons, and it was controlled weapons or whatever. Now, th this involved throwing stars, a cattle prod, nunchucks, a mace, studded gloves, the old catapult. I remember you being a big fan of the catapult <laughs> there, Pete, when they're wheeling one of those up to, to the liquor store here. To you're in trouble. Um, now, th that list, of course, did not include improvised weapons such as rocks, bottles, spears, and uh, even stolen vehicles that we see routinely used, all of those things in, in antique yeah. crimes. Um, so now she went on Facebook with taxpayer money and uh, misled the public into thinking it was any weapon when it wasn't. And, that, and that's what the Auditor yeah. General has found here, is that she knowingly misled the public. Uh, yeah, she found that they were entitled to use the anti-government logo, uh, but that they ultimately contravene the Public Information Act for including statements that are misleading. Mm. So she's called for them to, to be either edited or deleted, so as not to represent misleading information. Uh, now, she also called for files to implement quality assurance processes, right, to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, and, of course, uh, she didn't want to do that. And, um, you know, we'll get into it in more detail because there's some other things in here that um, seem to be best practice stuff that files just gets completely ignored. Um, and uh, instead just said, oh, yeah, well, I'll either edit or uh, delete it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's it. And um you know, I, I think the public, when they see something like this, like we know that she's lied to us before, but here it is out in the open. The Auditor General has now proved this. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't do any good for her integrity, but um, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it a bit more on the weekend. Yeah, that'd be good because something like that really um, needs to be known by everyone. And good on Julie yeah. Crisp, as we're always saying, yeah. uh, for her hard work and her honesty. Yeah, and I want to, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that on the weekend more because I want to say more on that for sure. Sounds good. Chris, um, coroner's made the news again, uh, this time postponing the Walker inquiry. Well, that's what we've just got in here this morning was that uh, that she has postponed this. It was to kick off again or resume uh, next week. That's now been postponed indefinitely. Uh, now, this is, mm -hmm. according to her, uh, she needs more time to consider this application the Zach Rolfe put out. Now, we were able to talk about that a little bit last week, but we didn't know all the details. Um, remember, because she put out a suppression order on this. And then I was like looking around and no other media is reporting it. Somebody said, are you allowed to report that? Like, yeah, of course I'm allowed. It didn't say I wasn't. She's not going to haul me in contempt of court, but she put out the suppression order suppressing the details of that. Now, What's happened is, and we'll get into that kind of more on the weekend when we have more time, Pete, to, to go through what those details were, uh, but it, it doesn't look good. I mean, the, 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 it wasn't just around um, that visit to Uendamu, although that was a big part of it. There were all mm -hmm. kinds of little things, including they were raising the issue that she ordered the, the, the gag order on media unilaterally 
without hearing any arguments against it, which some of the lawyers said, you were just protecting yourself for a week to avoid scrutiny. Um, And that this further goes to apprehended bias on your part. So, you know, these issues have all been raised. So you've had, you've got, you know, to sum up, you've got um, lawyers acting for Rolf uh, and some of the other individual officers who were named and have appeared already at the inquest. They were all of the opinion that she should recuse herself on the grounds of apprehended bias. We'll get into all those details at another time. On the other side, you had the family uh, of Kumanjai Walker, uh, other families in Uendamu, and of course, the police executive saying, no, we think she's done a fine job and we should continue. Now, there was stuff in here, Pete, that that we didn't know about before. Either we knew about the trip to Uendamu and whether or not that was appropriate to have her face painted by uh, Walker's mother, the coroner, had her face painted and they took part in some yarning circle. Uh, one of the lawyers pointed out in submissions, you know, to show how inappropriate this is, what would you end up and other people think, the community, if she had knocked on Rolf's family door in Canberra and went in and held hands and talked, you know, it, it gave the perception there's so much more in here. I mean, there's allegations of colluding with the police executive to have Rolf disciplined and fired, that Peggy Dwyer engaged in conduct such as that, uh, and the coroner, because the coroner, and as we were saying, are inseparable. The coroner and counsel assisting, and the, and the public sees it that way, and they're sharing things. Now, one of the other things quickly that came up was uh, that not only did they ask in Uenda move for, for Rolf to be speared and said that would be traditional payback, they wanted to spill his blood. They also said, who was the judge on that Supreme Court murder trial? And Peggy Dwyer says, oh, you know, it was John Burns. And I said, okay, well, you, we want to know why he was on this case. She said, okay, I'll find out for you. I'll find out why he was put on this case. I don't know the fella, she says itself. I don't know the fella, mm-hmm. but I'll find out for you. And then they said, yes, yes, you find out, you bring him here and we spear him. Oh, and it's really? like, holy Jesus, God. Yeah, they, they were saying that they wow. wanted to spear the judge who didn't even make it. It was a jury who made yeah, the decision yeah. here on the not guilty verdict. But, you know, and Dwyer yeah. said, okay, well, I get what you're saying here. Um, you know, and the, yeah, okay, I'll find out for you. So the judge, or the, the lawyers are saying this is wildly inappropriate. The coroner yeah. was right there in that too. So, so much more to, to kind of sift through on that and unpack because it's big. But now where we're at right now today is that it's not going to happen. It's been postponed. It's not going to happen next week. It's been postponed indefinitely until mm. she can find the time to decide whether or not she's going to recuse herself from this inquest. Now, the ABC, too, just quickly was, was recording today, and I had to go check with some lawyers and stuff. They said, oh, yeah, and if she does recuse herself, they'll just bring in another judge and they'll keep going. No, 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 because you can't do that, right? I mean, if the yeah. if, if 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 it's if the judge recuses herself on the grounds of apprehended bias, and then that leads to an assumption yeah. that the evidence collected uh, was not collected that. properly or collected yeah. with bias. So you, you just wouldn't do that. Now, talking to lawyers in town who aren't connected to that, saying they're saying, look, you could have another coroner come and take over, but all parties would have to agree to mm. that. And, and agree that everything was done fairly up to this point. Uh, yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to get that in this case. Yeah. So, so if, if she does recuse herself and who knows when this might be next February for all we know, yeah. um, you know, or whenever she makes her decision, but if she recuses herself, expect that it would have to start over again. All right. And I've got a big question to ask you regarding all of that. And we'll do that on the weekend edition. Looking forward uh, to it. And just lastly, Chris, uh, the, uh, senior Labor Minister, uh, Attorney General, 
Mr. Chanston, or as I like to call him, Mr. Chanston Emerson Winchester the <laughs> Third, um, yeah. finally stepped in. He dresses and, uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Finally yeah. stepped in and uh, said, "You know what? Enough is enough, Barclay Council." Yeah. Well, look, only about eighteen months too late, <laughs> as we were saying <laughs> in the editorial. So yeah, yeah. Well, look, yeah, Pete, it's just crazy, right? I mean, you, you had this dysfunction and chaos that we've gone into a great length here that David Wood's been exposing for as long as it's been going on here, it feels yeah. like. Um, and yet, you know, it, it gets to the point where even the local government unit and the chief minister's department understands that there's some chaos and dysfunction here, orders this uh, uh, for them to investigate themselves. They then bring in this law firm out of Melbourne who do this uh, report. Into all of these allegations, you know, bullying, harassment claims. Uh, I think you had like most of the staff quitting uh, over this unresolved stuff involving the previous CEO. And uh, so this firm comes in, they do it. The mayor, Jeff McLaughlin, says, oh, yeah, well, you know, it'll be made public. You had people who were who were key witnesses in this who said that they would only provide evidence if it was made public, told, yeah, it'll be made public. Uh, and then all of a sudden council goes quiet over it when they're supposed to get it, uh, it and then come up with a story. We've got legal advice. We can't release that. You then saw four counselors resign last December uh, around this time. <laughs> um, so there were there were there's serious issues going on. And meanwhile, you've got uh, the, the clown prince there, the Barkley. He's up on his drug driving charges and grow up that he's operating out of his house. <laughs> it just somehow miraculously gets hit by kids in the neighborhood, um, mm. allegedly. So, we, um, yeah, so, you know, at no time in there. And then he gets charged again, right, for drug driving again. No time in there does any does the local government minister take any action. He allows this to go on. He knows what's in that report. We at least believe that. And um, yeah, he, he he finally now, after the mayor sits on an indigenous child, uh, while another man, you know, puts a boot to his face and pushes down on him and threatens to kill him. Only once that makes national news does Chancey Pate come in and actually take action. Uh, and now to say that it has nothing to do with that is disingenuous, as we're saying, because why didn't you take any action before now? Why in the, yeah. in the aftermath of this, when this could yeah. have possibly been avoided? What was, uh, the, what was the point that was too far? Yeah, yeah. So there's so much to get into there on that too, Pete, because of the, the, the reasons provided. Um, and, you know, you just look back at everything and you can see that, um, look, look, the dysfunction led to service delivery being interrupted for indigenous uh, territorians in that yeah. council era because of all the layoffs and other things. No layoffs, yeah. sorry, all the resignations. So you had issues there that were directly affecting Aboriginal territories in remote areas, and they took no action. They just let it fester yeah. and carry on. And now once it's embarrassing enough for uh, the government, once it's making national news and calls for resignations, and then mm -hmm. finally the minister goes in. But anyway, we'll um, we got a lot more on that to kind of unpack as well. Pete, we'll do that on the weekend. Sounds good. And remind me to uh, discuss with you uh, some social media activity I saw on this exact topic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to absolutely blow someone up over some comments I saw about <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people making comments that that yeah, but that, that they don't really know enough about the yeah. situation because Correct. there's so much going on here with this. Yeah. It is yeah, getting crazy. But all right, Chris, I'll catch you on the weekend edition, mate. Thanks for stopping by again.
Great. Thanks, Pete. We'll see you then. That was Chris Walsh from the NT Independent Online Newspaper. Weekends with Walsh. You back again on the weekend. We'll re- release that around 7 a.m. Saturday morning. And we'll catch you again next week on the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. That was the Territory Story News Bites for this week. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. 